and the Lion King may or may not be big as shit again. I, I don't think it ever really went away, to be honest. Well, they're redoing it. Well, I know that. I know I know <laughs> no. they're redoing it, but I'm just saying... Lion King never went away. <laughs> I have to defend Lion King as a whole. Hey, roaches. I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all-around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week, I invite friends out thrifting with me. We gather a haul, then drag it back to the studio to tell you what we found. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? From the land of Procter and Gamble and Cop Scandals, it's Thrifty Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another week of madness. I'm your host, Toddy. I'm here, and I'm with the best co-host in the world this evening, Josh. Last call, Larkin. Good to see you again, brother. It's great to see you. It's been a while since you and I sat down mono e mono, yeah, as they say. The uh, Casa de Tondera. Toma Castle. It's back in action because uh, we just were fresh off our holiday live stream, which you could check out on Thrifty Podcast's Facebook page. We had a lot of fun there. Then the week before that, Ryan and Kaylee stopped by. So it's back to just the two of us. And I think it's going to be one of those episodes where I'm just going to stay hyped the whole time. Yeah, there's some good stuff. There's some good stories. We have a couple things to talk about. So I'm going to take some chances tonight, and it's going to be all hype. It might be a good episode. It might be a bad one, but it's all hype tonight. All hype. Straight on. Right through the end of the year. Ride the hype train right into it. Well, we have a new way of taking notes that I was going to debut live next year, but we're going to be taking notes out of a notebook now instead of flashcards. <laughs> so it's a new it's a new era of Thrifty Podcasts. Using a notebook over flashcards. After, I don't know, probably like 90 episodes, something like that, close to it, I don't know, whatever's out there, you finally... (laughs) A little short of that. Whatever. We've finally gotten lined paper. Yeah, lined paper is is the new future of taking notes. Heard it here first. Also, a lot of shout-outs to begin this episode. Before we get into our thrift haul, a lot of shout-outs. Gotta go first off, we went thrifting today with your boy Matt. Shout out to Matt, um, and we got Matt some vintage Nike stuff today, so that was a lot of fun. Um, also, shout out to Greg Harrington of Neon Brainiacs. Uh, while we were at the thrift store, and Neon Brainiacs, is uh, they're friends of 80s horror. You should check them out. Just a friend podcast of ours. But Josh and I, like usual, we were at the Goodwill outlet today. Greg Harrington, the, the very voluptuous and attractive host, of neon brainiacs popped up materialized in front of us out of nowhere we just were in a bin 
and looked up and Greg was right there. It's always a pleasure to see Greg. Always, It's always a, pro- a pleasure to see Greg materialized. I have to say that. He's got some silent footsteps because mm-hmm. was not aware. He was within like two feet and I had no idea that there was a human presence there. And then just like that, mwah, he's gone. He disappeared. He 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 came to the Goodwill outlet hoping to to pick up some VHS. He ran into us. We he appeared in front of us, and then he disappeared in two minutes, and then he was gone. The neon brainiacs like light flashes in the sky, and he <laughs> runs outside, throws a smoke Just on green, him. Green a, a green ooze flashing in the sky, uh, and Greg from NB just uh boom gone as quick as he appeared. And uh, this is coming up. You'll hear more about this in the coming in the coming weeks. But we're doing a live uh, thrifty podcast live um, for an audience, um, doing a DIY show with Neon Brainiacs plus one to be announced. And that plus one podcast on the bill that's not yet to be announced could be any of them. There's keep, a lot. <laughs> keep everybody hanging. And uh, so yeah, all right, we'll do that. That'll be a live episode that we record live. We'll put it up on Sunday. But yeah, we're we're gonna pack the house here, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, another shout out I have to give to Sorgatron Media for our live stream. Um, a shout out goes to friend of the show Chelsea for doing a uh, behind the scenes of our holiday special. And that's going to go on our YouTube, which has been vacant for a while. And that's going to go on our YouTube. So shout-outs all around. Um, and the last shout-out I have to give, Josh, is to my blue jeans of last night. That's right. I had an internal crisis in your house. Maybe one of the funniest moments that I felt bad about laughing for in a long time. Yeah, so I... I I wasn't feeling quite myself. I've it's it's I've been putting on noticeable weight. Now it's not bad. I don't look. I mean, I look like shit originally. I don't look better or worse than that. But it's noticeable weight that I've put on at this point about 15, 20 pounds. And I was drinking a beer yesterday, and I was feeling bloated because I hadn't had beer in a while. I took a look in like this full length mirror you had, and I just felt like I was blowing up in front of myself. And then as I sat down on your couch, Josh. My leg went through my pants. <laughs> well, Bruce Banner style. Left out the part. I always have candy at my house. Oh, I always leave out the candy. I don't want people to know and that that addiction. Well, yeah, I mean that addiction. A part. I mean, you were all you were drinking a beer, but you had also just purged purged my candy bowl Pounds. of the best sour gummies and Skittles that were in there. Yeah. And then went to the mirror, yeah, and, and like huffed and puffed and blew out your belly for like 20 minutes. I was like, something's like, going on with my body. You're like, oh, I don't feel right. And then I sat down and I fucking blew out my <laughs> pants. My leg went through my pants. It blew it out, Bruce Banner. It was an audible force. Like, I could hear it across the room when it ripped. So, shout out to my pants also gaining weight. Um, so, yeah, let's get right into it. Um, because the last shout out of the day is going to Deb... Goodwill outlet fake boss, fake mob boss, Deb, who has taken a liking to me over the recent months, and our first item of our thrift haul tonight was gifted to me via Deb. How did you feel about that? Well, I feel okay about that. I mean, how I feel about Deb is separate from how I feel about her giving you things. You could disconnect your feelings for the greater good. I understand that, yeah, people and their actions are sometimes separate things. (laughs) 
you can't you can't judge somebody's character solely by their actions. Oh, uh, that's gonna be on what's on the T-shirt for sure. A lot of people are yeah devious, and I think Deb's got other intentions. She knows what she's doing. So at a Goodwill outlet, as they will out these secondhand items in blue bins, I sometimes find some items that don't quite tickle our fancy as a show so i try to give them to other regulars in hopes that in return one day they will that return on investment baby that roi so today i got an roi receipt um so i've been giving deb stuff for weeks and weeks and she came over with a vintage nike windbreaker and track pants um this is uh from the mid 90s it's a black jacket you'll see it in the cover art um, it's a black jacket. Um, uh, the collar, um, Josh, you had said it made me look like a what? The collar? A a robber? What did you say? Oh, it's a, uh, oh God, I don't even remember what I said. That was like an hour and a half ago. Yeah, some type of robber, um, but I think it makes me look pretty, pr- it's slimming. I'm going to need it. The pants are a little bigger. So I'm not going to be busting through those, but I guess she just handed over the first piece of the day from our thrift haul, uh, a Nike windbreaker and track pants. It's a very athletic, like, look to lounge around and, like, watch football all day long on Sunday. I've been hyping it up. I've been I've, get, I've been pulling Nike windbreakers from Goodwill outlet bins the past six months like it was my job because it is. And you had mentioned to me you're like the only thing I'm missing are the pants to go along with any of these jackets. And she got the pants. And today you got the pants and the jackets and thanks what, to Deb yes. of all people. And for um, for vintage Nike, it's, it's really quite hard because like the 90s, looking up stuff from the 90s, there were so many different color jackets, so many different designs, um, so many different cuts on them even. So I had found a jacket super similar, but not exactly it, on eBay.com, the website, and it sells, sold as, it's uh, it sold for 36 bucks recently and also $55. Is that just the jacket? Or just pants? the jacket. Now, the pants themselves, I found them 25 bucks selling. So if you want to say... You know that's 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 a pretty good. What is that? That's, that's like, like sixty six, for the set. Yeah. That's like sixty minimum for the set, and I was given that. And uh, yeah, I plan on uh, not only wearing it in the cover art, but also future Goodwill outlets um, from here on out. I'm only wearing full Nike track jackets while we go out. And every album that you record from here on out will be recorded in the all in black those. Nike track jacket. And I just want to get some of this, so you know. What I got, so you know it's from the 90s. Oh, yeah, you can hear that 90s. It's nylon-ish. 1990, baby. That's like the cotton, nylon, polyester blend. Yes. So, um, made in Malaysia, by the way. I think that's where... Shout out to Malaysia. Nike's got like 80% of Malaysia's land under Pretty control much. for their fucking factories. Under under that. But uh, next up, too, on our thrift finds, and I had heard rumors that you actually have a, a story about this object, but what I had found... Um, it was it was deep under some it was under some like like colored pencils and pens like teacher stuff which I thought was kind of weird but I was digging under that and I pulled out a Vikings battle troll um, it's the one with green eyes green tunic has orange hair red beard in the set there are 26 total 
but they're from Hasbro in 1992. I got myself a Vikings Battle Troll. I had some of these. You had some of these? That's my story is that I had a few of these because this was prime age for me, for trolls. I was Troll eight age. when this like came out. Mm-hmm. David the Gnome was like perfect. Uh-huh. He was like in that like kind of, you know, fantasy realm. So when same these universe, same sandbox. Yeah. So when these guys came out, they're like little like dwarfish sure. troll Vikings and you could fit weapons into their hands and like they had like, you know. Yeah, that's a, another a thing. When I was looking up the the when I was looking up these trolls, they did come with weapons. Um my fella here today I didn't find any weapons with him because they were super small, but they uh, are doing some research on them. They were trying to introduce a more masculine troll, so boys would buy trolls. It worked. And there, yeah, as I said, there's 26 in total, and they were labeled as big-haired dudes with bad attitudes. Um, details on their card backs as to how to properly neglect them, in quotes, um, suggested that the owner hide them in a dark, smelly place and keep them cranky, mean, and ready to fight anything or anyone for years. <laughs> They're like the troll protectors, you know, because the trolls are lovable folk. And if these guys would have been in that troll fucking movie. If they don't step up. Yeah, if they'd have been in the troll they movie that they made, up. they could have protected the lion. The whole movie would have never happened. And these guys were great. These boys go for about twenty to twenty-five bucks, and that's out of that's off of card. So there's twenty-six. So if anybody else out there has battle trolls, these are actually my first introduction to such things. So that's cool that you had them when you were little. Do you you think they're still somewhere up in mom's place or? Oh, it's highly unlikely. Yeah. Um, I doubt it. They were probably, you know, through the years of moving, probably discarded. Trolls I, are probably first to go. Yeah. Well, no, no. My my nana collected trolls, and so there were. That's right. Hundreds I, I of trolls that. in our house. Yeah, but these guys were never in her collection, so I don't think they were in the house. Because if they were in the house, they would have been in the collection. Is it possible that they that as a family they tried to get you on trolls because Nana was on trolls? No, because my Nana's troll thing didn't come until, like, way later in life. okay. Yeah, it was, like, just a weird, like, 90s coincidence that I got into trolls, and, like, my mom would just buy me a troll occasionally. Mm -hmm. And then these guys came out. I didn't have this one, but I had, like, three or four of them. Yeah, and they're about uh, four, four and a half inches tall, and the only thing posable for these is, like, as you can see, they're, like, squeaky even. They is just swivel. They just swivel. So they have one posable joint, and it's their tummy, which spins their torso and head and arms around. That's all you need to fight somebody is just to spin your torso around. But I kind of like that, and uh, I'm hoping to uh, – and now that I actually think about it, I've actually seen more there before. I just didn't bite on them because they weren't in as good shape as our friend here. He's in good shape. The other toy we have – not as pristine as he is, but no. he's in perfect shape. And we're going to jump over to that because we've actually talked about uh, Dinosaurs, the television show, offhandedly here and there on this. We may have sung some dinosaur songs here enough, but Josh, you had found Earl Sinclair from the Dinosaurs, the action figure. Yeah, basically prehistoric Roseanne. 
Mm-hmm. Um, nobody on that ever committed racism on a social media platform later. So it's mm-hmm. a much better show. And I think we, you know, we talk about it because it was a great show. Yeah. And it was cutting edge. And Earl Sinclair was the dad. The show ran from 1991 to 1994. And they were anthropomorphic dinosaurs. And what they did, they were j- basically human puppets. Um, the ba- baby Sinclair. Um, there was Earl Sinclair. What was Mom Sinclair's name? Uh, I don't know. I, I just, forget Mom Sinclair. I remember Robbie. Earl, yeah, and the the sister, and there was also the grandma. Oh yeah, Ethel. Yeah, Ethel. And so it was just a family of dinosaurs, and Earl Sinclair, the dad dinosaur, worked for We Say So, and what We Say So was was he pushed trees over for a living. That's what his job was. was yeah, he pushing was trees he over. He was like a prehistoric lumberjack. His baby, Baby Sinclair, would smack him over the head with a pot quite often. Yeah, he was most famously known as Not the Mama. Not the Mama. Now, and folks uh, out there, he'll know, they'll know what I'm talking about. If, if you know what I'm talking about, then you definitely know. It's time to, to hit the pickle or smoke the pipe out there because I have a, a dinosaur tale that have you ever seen the last episode of The Dinosaurs? Because you're one of go- you, like folks out there need to go to a cosmic center of themselves right now to deeply understand what I'm about to say. I've seen it like probably twice, mm-hmm. but a long time ago. Because I decided to rewatch the series like probably like I don't know like five or eight years ago. So the series finale is they basic they basically start freezing. They basically um, insinuate that they're going to die because they start the ice age. And how this, how they set this up was beyond imaginable for the show. Because first off, it wasn't even really a dark comedy at all. It was just a comedy with dinosaurs living. It was like, what, like 60,000 B.C. or something like that? Yeah, it was just, you know, like if the Flintstones didn't have people in it, you know, and the dinosaurs were everything. Yeah, that's basically what it was. But so this episode focused on how to end the show for a series finale because they wanted to introduce the Ice Age. The steps they took to get there, unimaginable. So the concept of the show, there was a a type of beetle. And this type of beetle would eat this, what they call a creeper vine. And this species of beetle would get rid of the creeper vine, and it was the only species of anything that would eat that. What had happened was, we say so. We say so, the company who employed Earl Sinclair, Daddy Dinosaur, they had put a wax fruit shop on top of the swamplands where this beetle reproduced. So this company putting their business on the reproduction area of these beetles, it killed the beetles. It killed that, so it forced the beetles to go extinct. And the beetles ate that creeper vine. And since the beetles were gone, they're gone forever, the creeper vine started to take over. So they had this creeper vine infection all over this planet, you know. And so the boss of We Say So was like, Earl, we have this creeper vine. And he's like, that's because you killed the beetles, brother. And he's like, forget that piece. And he's very like, worked up about this. Yeah. And so he was like, well, we got to get rid of, we got to get rid of this creeper vine. And so he 
uh, came up with this substance to spray on the creeper vine, which would kill the creeper vine. And so he he came up with this substance. He gave it to Earl Sinclair because Earl Sinclair was the one that was the, the boss of We Say So told him to do it. So Earl Sinclair is out there spraying the creeper vine. And long story short, it is so powerful that it kills all of plant life. All plant life. All of it. And so it, it goes from coast to coast and it starts infecting the other plants, right? And so it's killing out all these plants. So now we're in a world where there's no plants. So the boss of We Say So on the dinosaurs said, well, the only way now, because we're so in deep in this. He was the mean, like, uh, uh, Triceratops. Triceratops. Yeah, it was a big, like, Yeah, busting out of his clothes like I was at your house. Yeah. So... He says, as the boss, he said, okay, now that the plant life is dead, I spilled a beer on top of my phone. Let's forget that part. I didn't do that part. So he needs he needs rain to come to, to make the plant life grow. So he has this idea to create clouds. And the only way to create clouds is he thought is to drop bombs into the volcanoes. See – that's what I remember is the volcano. See, How I, we I, got here is nuts. I forget all the plant stuff, but I do remember the volcano being the end of it all. Mm-hmm. So he dropped bombs into the volcano thinking it would make clouds. But in fact, it started global warming and then everything got cold because when he blew up the volcanoes – kayfabe wise story storyline wise there was nothing to heat this world anymore so that's what started the ice age and then the the episode ends with earl apologizing that he did all this damage by accident see and the 90s fucked up the 90s were the start of us starting to realize that corporations were bad mm-hmm. that was the first that started to come to light this is probably the most progressive way to push that idea forward. And that's how they ended it out. It was this big, long thing where there's, like, bugs dying, there's grass dying, there's poison, there's volcanoes exploding. That's just tough to, like, if you're not in a cosmic way, like, to get it. His com- Yeah, his company was never the best, like, represented, no. like, you know, over the years through it. They're always portrayed as the bad guys. Yeah. This was next level bad guy shit. But oh, but anyway, so we got Earl Sinclair, uh, the action figure, at the Goodwill outlet as a part of our thrift haul, and Earl goes for about twelve to fifteen dollars. I think he's the same uh, action points as the troll. Just same the action in his points, belly. just a different, a different, a different way about toys, I guess. Um, moving forward, uh, before we get into our hot as f. Uh, eBay alert, I do want to bring up um, the find that we had found that we thought for briefly that it was my roommate's donated by her family, but it turns out it's not. But what I have here that I got from the Goodwill Outlet Bins was a Lion King, full size or queen size, not sure, comforter, vintage Lion King comforter from 1996. And I'm willing to bet if your roommate had it, there's some other people in that age range, yep. we had this exact same blanket as well because the Lion King was big as shit. And the Lion King may or may not be big as shit again. 
I, I don't think it ever really went away, to be honest. Well, they're redoing it. Well, I know that. I know <laughs> I know they're redoing it, but I'm just saying. Lion King never went away. <laughs> I have to defend Lion King as a whole. I'm like, it never really went away. I mean, It's always in here. It's a fucking Broadway play. It's There's always like in here. At least two and a half sequels. Yeah. Um, but Donald Glover is going to be Simba, Beyonce is going to be Nala, and James Earl Jones is returning as Mufasa the Lion King. Honestly, I'm really glad because I didn't know that he was around. Yeah, well, he is, and he's gonna be he's gonna be Mufasa once again, which is sick. Does he even have to be? I mean, it's the same movie. Like, yeah. can't they just use the audio from before? Like, how much are they gonna change? I don't know, but he he's back. Um, the the part about the comforter that freaked my roommate out is because when we record here. I usually set up everything beforehand. I put the thrift haul on the ground or on the table um, and set everything up. So she just got out of work and she saw that I had a lion, uh, a lion king comforter. Yeah, everything's like just, you know, gnawed out on the floor there. And so she had picked up this lion king comforter and thought it was hers, texted her own mom. And it's like, did you get rid of my lion king comforter? And mom said, yes, I did. And so she thought it was hers, but. On this said comforter, a little discrepancy. This one has a sewn-on patch to it to re- to cover up a hole. One identifying mark. This is how people get off a of death row. You're like, no, no, no. The DNA proves it's not not yours. Yeah, because she was just like, yeah, is that mine? I said, there's one identifying mark on this comforter. Yeah. You tell me what it was. She said dog stain. I said, uh-uh. No, and she immediately texted her mom a picture of the patch and was like, did my blanket have this patch? Mom confirmed no, no patch. No patch. Which was sucky because I was really rooting for it to be her blanket. Yeah, because that would have really... I wanted to see the moment where you gave her her childhood blanket back that her mom tried to throw in the trash. I like that she was just like, I think that's my blanket. And I immediately was like, it's not. Get no, over it. It's my blanket. <laughs> Get over it. It's my blanket. I bought it today. If it's not, your, it's not yours then, it's not yours now. It's mine. It's mine. It might have been yours. But this, there's some TLC put into this blanket. It smells fresh as a daisy once and once and for all. That's why you want to take stuff, right? When you pick through clothes, when you pick through blankets, especially anything that you lay on, like this smells so good and there is a patch sewn on it. So somebody like didn't give up on this. So when they originally tore it, it was important enough to them that they were going to sew a patch on it before they tossed it. That's because the Lion King never really went away it's always (laughs) (laughs) they're a family household that understood that they understand the lion king yeah like i don't know why you don't get it but yeah of course they fixed the lion king blanket so it's not gonna go away it's not going away because it's a part it's a part of this household now so hopefully i'll be using that but uh, that was our thrift haul. We had some Nike stuff. We had uh, Viking Troll. We had Earl Sinclair. We had um, the, the the Lion King blanket. We we went with your friend Matt. Matt found a lot of cool things. So we had a really good day. And um, coming up on the holidays here, as as I've been saying, um, we have a segment here where I highlight what's going on on eBay.com, the website. And it's been hard recently because with the holidays. Everything is trending on that website. So it's hard to find actual trends in merchandise on eBay when everything is trending. Yeah, it's all the latest toys and like 
whatever the last minute gifts are this year. Everything like that. Well, I did find an interesting VHS set that has been trending. And we're going to bring it up in eBay Alert. eBay Alert. Now, for new fans of the show, what eBay Alert is, just as I mentioned, I look for trends on ebay.com, the website, to let everyone know what is looking cool to buy and report in. I had found a lot of vacuum, front-end vacuums, not second-hand, but vacuums still up there. I feel like it was last week or the week before vacuums were going hard. Vacuums are a popular gift for Christmas. And um, toasters, big up on toasters. All new toasters are up. Hmm. Weird, right? Yeah, I don't understand the. I've had my toaster for like 10 years probably. It's no. Just, it's a, Useless. Uh, it's a sturdy toaster. I had one toaster stolen from me. I had a toaster that I brought to this apartment and it was taken from me. Oh, <laughs> and I then I had, I had to get another toaster. I understand that. Yeah, it's not great. Um, so what is actually trending? Walt Disney Classic Cartoons. And there is a eight-volume set of these VHS tapes where they're all classic Disney cartoons. And the three that I found immediately interesting, I'm going to go over. Now, what is cool about these is we often say the things that we talk about on eBay.com, the website, look them up, buy them, send pics. I've, I've had people send in like pictures that they bid, but they haven't won anything. Mm-hmm. Well, this bid is up for nine days. And each of these tapes start out at $1. $1 bid for all these tapes. And, well, they're each. They're each up as separate separate uh, objects. So there's three so they're tapes. they're splitting it up. They're splitting it up. And the offer expires in nine days. So get onto eBay. Look these up. And in nine days, they could be yours. You have plenty of time to do this. Yeah, Disney is probably putting them in disney has like you know the vault mm-hmm. where like they will stop making things either on dvd or you know vhs or whatever they'll just stop releasing something for years mm-hmm. and put it out of print and then make it a big deal when they do that yeah so this is probably one of those things that they're gonna stop making or they already have stopped making and they're trending for whatever reason so there's something about them but a uh, volume three is called scary tales on Volume three, we got Donald Duck and the Gorilla. We got Duck Pimples. We have the Skeletons Dance, Walt Disney's first silly symphony. The Haunted House and Pluto's Judgment Day. I think the Skeleton Dance is that one where they're like, you know, like they're yep. like the little uh, the jig. iconic skeleton. Yeah, dance. yeah, I think that is that. Pluto's Judgment Day. Like. Pluto's Judgment Day. I actually have some. I have some more because I wanted to look that one up too. So Pluto's Judgment Day is from 1935, and what happens in it is Pluto beats up a cat until Mickey interferes. So he just beats the tar out of a cat, and Mickey says that Pluto will have plenty to answer for on his Judgment Day because of his actions. Then Pluto takes a nap in front of the fire during that nap he is he is into a dream state and in that dream state he wakes up in hell and 
Hell is ran by cats. And these cats in hell put him to trial for what he's done to cats in real life. He is found guilty. And just as he's sentenced to, they sentence him to death by burning. Well, it's hell. And just as the cats are going to burn him to death, he wakes up. And he has a newfound affection for cats. And Mickey's like, oh, how did you get into cats all of a sudden? Oh, you're a good boy now. And so, yeah, so there was cat hell in that one. Um, what else was I going to say about I that? I think cat hell, like, aside from, like, you know, being sentenced to burning to death, why yeah. are they holding trial in hell, like, though? Like, you're already there. You're already in hell. Like, it seems, you know. You're guilty. Y- yeah, it really just seems like you're just putting on airs, like. It probably was such like a putting on airs type of thing, but I guess they just said, you know, like innocent until proven guilty. So maybe you did some bad shit. God was like, well, you're not coming here, brother. So then he casts you down and they're just like, okay, what is all the shit you did? And it's like, oh, you like abused cats. That's weird. I'm in cat hell. So, you know, there's that. Can you imagine just like having to serve jury duty? Like when you're already in hell, <laughs> like <laughs> that's the ultimate hell, right? Uh, Just like constant jury duty. Yeah. You're surrounded by cats. It's even worse than having to like you know stand there and chisel rocks or all day <laughs> or whatever you do in hell. So, uh, like yeah, that's yeah, that's true, bro. <laughs> um, the the next one. So that was volume three, scary tales. This one is called. Uh, this is volume four, and this was sport goofy. Sport goofy. I remember goofy. I remember some good sport goofy cartoons like with the football goofy. Dude. That's my favorite sport goofy. So what we have here on the best of sport goofy was the Olympic champ, goofy gymnastics, how to play baseball, how to play golf, tennis, and hockey homicide. See, I can visually like recall. I think pretty much all of these because Goofy was really household favorite of the Larkins. For, I mean, Goofy was as a kid like yeah. he's Goofy. You know, like he's not <laughs> he's not going yeah. to cat hell and like oh being served judgment. He's like oh ho 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 yeah. like I can't hit a baseball. I'm playing sports. Oh look at me, I spun around when I tried to hit the baseball. <laughs> 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 like you know, yeah. he's just Goofy. You know, and he's really enjoyable. And you know, I was a sporty kid. You know, mm-hmm. well, hockey homicide is the one that like stuck out to me. That one is from 1945. And all characters in that cartoon are played by Goofy. And a narrator goes over the rules of hockey, and there's an emphasis on violence. Yeah, the one team is, like, all Goofies, and the other team is, like, the big brute guy who, like, antagonized Goofy. Yeah, and they were called the Loose Leafs and the Anteaters, and their captains are Icebox Bertino and Fearless Ferguson. And they're bitter, they're bitter rivals throughout the whole strip. At the end of the cartoon, after this whole violent fight this whole time, the fans start turning on each other, and the fans begin fighting, and then the goofy hockey players enjoy that. That's the end of that one. And the narrator the whole time, he's like that Disney, like, professional, like, yes. you know, deep, like, corporate narrator. And the the names of the players are various members of the Disney staff. There was Iron Pants Durnham, 
There was Speed Reed, Dippy Dyson, Will- Wildcat Carp, and Moose Williams as a part of that. They did that for like all the goofy sports ones. All various members. They of all the had like studios. that narrator, and they would all do like you know the comical names. I remember the baseball ones were good as well. Like you might know the next tape then. So we're skipping up all the way to volume eight. These like classic Disney cartoons like raised me for, you know, probably like a good like half a year. Goofy raised you? (laughs) It was raised on these cartoons. Goofy was basically my dad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was a Disney kid. And so this is actually Sport Goofy's Vacation. And the tagline to this one was Sport Goofy takes a break from his busy athletic activities to spend leisurely moments on vacation. Is the one where he goes on the cruise on here? Yep. Um, two weeks vacation, which is the cruise one. Uh, Father's Lion, File Hunting, How to Fish, Tiger Trouble, and Academy Award nominee Aquamania. Oh. See, I remember the uh, some fishing ones. I don't know because there was probably more than one goofy fishing one. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. He probably fucked up at that all the time. <laughs> I mean, you know, Goofy, come on. He's never going to learn. <laughs> but Aquamania, uh, the narrator explains uh, – he explains a case study of Aquamania, which is people who are obsessed with boats. So that opens it up, and Goofy and his son enter a water skiing race by accident because they're doing goofy water skiing, and they do that bit where they accidentally go into a race. And unfor- and this is the this is this is the dis- actual description. I'm not using these these words. This is something that actually was written. An unfortunate octopus joins him. They accidentally ride a roller coaster, and then Goofy wins the race. An unfortunate octopus. I don't want to spoil it, but I think it hits him in the face. Oh, yeah, and he probably has to grab it off as he's water skiing. Yeah, and then they go off a ramp. The roller coaster. They land on the roller coaster, and they ski along Academy Award winning, 1961, Aquamania. I mean, he's he's classic slapstick comedy. I mean, he's Don Knotts in dog form. Mm -hmm. And he also was the dog that was more like he wasn't quite Pluto, right? He's the he dog wasn't. that goes to heaven. Goofy's going to heaven. Pluto's, Pluto's going, going to, to hell. hell. And that's the difference. Yeah. yeah. Cake should have read a song about that. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to take a, a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to hop into our favorite segment, which is Thrift Tales. Thrift Tales is out of New York. But before then, enjoy some commercials and a word from our sponsors. See you after the Sykes here, and I just want to take a quick moment to tell you about my show, Start the Beat. 
It's a podcast about independent artists for independent artists. Each episode highlights different humans from all walks of life and their individual stories about inspiration, determination, struggle, and so much more. Dive into the fantastic minds of these amazing people, absorb some useful knowledge, and expand your perspective on the world around you. It's like really important and stuff or whatever. Curated, produced, and hosted by me, Sykes. Start the Beat is part of the Epicast family, and you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Subscribe today and never miss a beat. You've almost died in one of my cars before, yes? Yeah, yeah, in the back left seat. In the back left seat. Back to the left is always bad luck. And we were on one of our thrifting missions. Was it over the summer or slightly earlier than before that? Um, yeah, I think it was like early summer, like spring maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, what if I told you that this next segment, fan favorite segment, talks about uh, it talks about some cars purchased at Goodwill. Would you trust a Goodwill car? No, I don't trust most things with a plug at Goodwill, <laughs> let alone... Mo- Something trained to keep you alive, you would say. I've never seen an RC car at Goodwill in good enough shape that I would purchase it, let alone... A enti- real one. One that I would trust my fucking life <laughs> in. Well, uh, we're going to hop into fan favorite segment, Thrift Tales. Thrift, 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 thrift tales. If you're new to the show, what these thrift tales are, I scour the internet for secondhand stories all over the globe, and I bring them to you. We have one this week, Josh, that does deal with buying secondhand cars, and it's uh, comes from New York, slightly outside of New York proper. Outside of New York, which could be anywhere. The Anywhere USA, but close to New York. Technically, I live outside of New York. We all do, I guess, on the East Coast. Well, anybody does. Yeah, if you don't live in New York. Well, this is outside of New York, so maybe in your town. Um, so it goes, this story I did pull from Reddit. Um, a man outside New of New York had been driving a 15-year-old Hyundai when out of the blue on a drive into the city, it died. Out of the blue, after a fifteen-year-old Hyundai, out of the blue. That's what people. Working. That's what, like people be tripping about their cats dying too. Like people be like, out of the blue, my cat died. It's like you had it for what fifteen years. Yeah, your twenty-three-year-old cat kicked the bucket. <laughs> like I understand your grief, but like that's not out of the blue. Uh, no, you good lord. So he got it. Uh, so it died out of the blue. And he had absolutely no problems with this Hyundai. The whole 15 years he had it, despite the the time that it died. Uh, He originally bought it off a friend for $3,500 and never, and as I mentioned, he never had an issue of it before. Hoping to have the same success, he was searching through Craigslist and through the internet, different ads, but he wasn't finding anything in his price range. So I'm assuming his price range was 3500 bucks, and that was of interest. And the only cars that he was finding in his price range had some known issues about them. 
So understandable, like mm-hmm. you know, you don't get that kind of luck with every car. Well, he had a friend, so it's like that's why your friend gave you a badass car for thirty. Yeah, he gave you a bucks. good deal on it. You know, a stranger is not going to sell you. You know, they're perfect. I don't even know what Hyundai makes, but, you know. A great car, I yeah, guess. They're not gonna sell you 15 a, years, great car. Yeah, they're not going to sell you another car that's going to last 15 years for 3500 bucks. So he decided to go rogue on the idea of buying a uh, just a, a traditional used car. And uh, these websites that he was looking at cars on, he got a pop-up ad for Goodwill, a Goodwill auto auction. So he said, okay. So he decided he was going to go to the Goodwill car auction after seeing the pop-ups. And he wasn't sure what to make of it because he had never been to an auction like this before. Um, the words there, I would say like this before he's been to some type of auction, I'm assuming. But never like a used car auction at a Goodwill. Yeah, I've never been to an auction. Oh, we should we should go to an auction sometime. Okay. Yeah. We'll, put a, we'll put on the, uh, on the tooth... 2019 things to do with thrifty go to an auction and what the hell we've never been to an auction i don't know anything about them let's all let's just go i mean all all you gotta do is like you you like you bid you bid you just be like you just lift up your your uh paddle your ping pong paddle like on the number i don't want to get into that storage wars bullshit but like i'll go to a regular auction maybe um so it was held the actual auction was held outside a goodwill super outlet on a Saturday morning, it was it was deemed uh, that it was it was sort of like their big auction of the year as well. And who was there was a bunch of like used car salesmen, so people who were buying to flip, buying to flip. And he was noticing that type of behavior, that type of culture. And they were rolling cars in. They'd be driving from the front of the building to the back of the building. Now, cars, it didn't say in this, so I'm making my own assumptions, and I did a little bit of research on it. But the cars that are have at Goodwill Outlets, uh, what they do, these auctions, of course, they're donated. But some of them, I'm assuming, are also just, like, repossessed that they find. I would imagine so, like, if, a, you know, if the police, like, repossess or, like, get a stolen car even, you know? Like, yeah. Some are probably repossessed, but the cops probably get stolen cars and then can't resell them and then, like, maybe donate them for tax write-offs if they don't do, like, their own police auctions. Probably. There's all kinds of reasons they could be selling the shit. Because if you have, like, hardcore insurance and your car gets stolen and it's like, you're just like, just give me the money. So you probably get the money and then they find the car and they're just like, well, what do I do? Yeah, like, well, just donate it. So, um... Take it to Goodwill. Yeah, take it to Goodwill. So as time went by, he bid here and there... But there wasn't anything in particular that he like loved, and every time he would bid, it was like snap, boom, done. Um, as he was about to give up on the day, a car rolled up around the back of the building, and when you know it, it was a Hyundai that was just like his, but slightly newer than his. And he knew that he really had to sink his teeth into this one because he felt passionate about it, and so his. Um, I guess what he was looking to spend was $3,500 or under. And it was his car, but I guess slightly newer. The opening bid was 800 And immediately, once the guy was like, opening bid 800 immediately before that sentence was over, some dude was like, 1200 Immediately. Jumped it. So he's like, look. He knew what he was like in for. Um, so the, so as soon as like the, he said it, he, the dude jumped in. So he's like, we're going to, this is going to be a war for this car. Yeah, we're, we're going to battle. 
So the two men went back and forth until the bid went to $3,000. So they were just bam, 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 bam. And the other guy had the bid of $3,000. So what he had said is his cap was 3500 I think you still have to pay taxes on an auction bid too. So that's he's what, right where he wants to be. Exactly. I was about to get into that because that's the guy said $3,000. And he was like, I've got one bid left. I have one bid left. And if I don't get the bid, it's that's it. I got to quit. Yeah. He's he's out. And he thought he was he thought he was dead in the water because dude was like, Bam, I got you, bam, I got you. So he said thirty two hundred bucks. And then there was no response. And he's like, What? Wait a second here. Because he knew with taxes that it's gonna be somewhere around there. Yeah. And it went. It flew. He got it. He got the car for thirty two hundred dollars. See, the other guy probably had a cap of three thousand and was like right there. But that other dude was right on it. He would slam it and slam it. Every time he'd bid, he'd be right there, but he just went quiet on it. And so he got a car that he used to have, only better, for three hundred dollars cheaper. And that's not the end of the story. It basically is, but there's more. So to, to his surprise, as he's got this car, he did everything he wanted to do with it. He opens up the trunk of the car, and there's like a brown bag in it. It looks heavily stuffed. It's not pot, unfortunately. No. Yeah. Not 34 pounds of bud. No. It's like, it, it's like a big chunky bag, and he like kind of rips open the bag. It is spaghetti. It's fucking spaghetti. It's, 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 it's Cooked like, or uncooked? Uncooked. <laughs> I mean, like that's a, that's a, I mean, if you, somebody says I found spaghetti in my trunk, <laughs> cooked or uncooked is a huge question. They they just went to the Olive Garden. That that this car is at the Olive Garden. Somebody put their leftovers in the trunk. It spilled everywhere, and they're like, "Take it to Goodwill." Yeah, because like if you find ten pounds of cooked spaghetti in your trunk <laughs> you buy your car from a psychopath if it's uncooked you just bought it from a forgetful italian <laughs> yeah and that's what it was it was a forgetful italian there was three jars of marinara sauce and five like rectangles like those long rectangles oh, of dude, noodles they were getting ready for sunday sauce and somebody fucking repoed their car yeah i guess so and that's why i originally brought it up because like where these cars come from so clearly they had groceries in the car, and since it's noodles and it's a jar jars of marinara sauce, oh. um, he they was were like, probably Sit. like, "Let me get my groceries," and they're like, "We'll let you get the cold stuff." And she's like, "The noodles," and they're like, "No, <laughs> they're coming with us." Rotisserie chicken. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and grab it. Yeah, leave the red sauce and the noodles. <laughs> Take the cannoli. <laughs> so, dude got the car of his dreams for three hundred dollars less, and then he had dinner. And I'm assuming he's a single guy, just from context clues. That's from 20 pounds of dinner, so yeah, or he's $20 like, worth of dinner. He's on that spaghetti high right now. Oh, man. And that's anywhere outside of New York. It could be you at home. That's the thing. Even if you can't cook, you can make spaghetti. That's a dinner anybody can toss together. And that's probably why he was excited as hell for it. Is spaghetti in a Honda in three thousand bucks? So we gotta update it in fifteen years though, and check back on the car situation. And so in fifteen more years, when that car dies, he's got to be like, if he, the next car he gets is anything less than a spaghetti-filled car, useless. <laughs> 
the thing is, the lesson is you should always keep noodles and sauce in your trunk in case your car gets repossessed <laughs> as a gift to the person who buys it. From the goodwill. Yeah, yeah. Honey, leave the noodles. And just a note that says, sorry, I couldn't pay my bills. Enjoy dinner on me. <laughs> pay it forward. <laughs> yeah. Haley Joel Osment and pay it forward. Leave the noodles. <laughs> leave put them in. So it's been an exciting 2018. We've did, we've done some fun live streams. Um, Halloween was a cool thing. We made a holiday party. So thank you to the roaches that are listening to the show. Thank you for downloading. What helps us is review us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. That way uh, there's uh, some sponsors on the line, and boy, they want five stars or they're not thinking about it. Um, we are participating in a big-ass ad swap, so you're going to hear some new shows you haven't heard of before, uh, little tidbits from them. But if you do listen to other podcasts, especially um, in the area here, um, you'll probably be hearing some thrifty ads, and that's me. Yep, I did those. That's okay. A big shout-out to Bluff's Alternate Reality, the theme through our show for many reasons. They were a huge part of uh, the Thriftathon this summer. Um, hard times thriftathon, which we had a, a ball just setting up just for us. It was an absolute blast. Like there's, just for us, honestly, it yeah, was fine. There's the YouTube video that Chelsea's doing that'll be out. There's also the YouTube video from the Thriftathon if you want guys yeah, to check that out if you have We're going seen that. to a lot of video content coming up here. Um, Chelsea, Chell of the Sea, which was from the, the holiday special, did a behind the scenes video from our holiday special, so check that out. That should be up as I'm speaking. Um, Danny did the thriftathon. Danny Behar, friend of New York or outside of New York, mm -hmm. even um, did the thriftathon video. Um, check that out. Um, our live stream videos are out. They're all archived. We have a lot of surprises on the horizon, and we got to say from here on out, um, we're gonna do a lot more bigger episodes, including that one that I mentioned at the apartment coming up. So hopefully, hopefully we land on our feet somewhere. Yeah, the roaches. I hope everybody comes along. There's some exciting stuff, and we don't want to lead anybody on with false promises, <laughs> with our history of false, false promises. promises in right, regular, but there's some cool stuff. Yeah, in regular life. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff. So stick around, check it out. And also, um, somebody called us worm people, so I've been accepting that. Somebody had uh, commented on something on Thrifty and said it sounds like worm people, and so I'm uh, embracing worm people. So oh, okay. As roaches, as, worm people. As long as it's, a, yeah, an audio worm people and not like a visual, like you look like worm people. I'm okay with sounding like Sounding worm. like worm people's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. So thanks for listening, and we do have an episode coming up next week, I believe. I don't know the dates of anything, but I feel like Christmas and New Year's are somewhere here coming soon. But we're going to try to get one more episode out before New Year's. I believe it'll happen if my calendar mine is correct. If not, Happy New Year, and uh, we'll see you soon. Um, 2018, uh, definitely uh, uh, a rebuilding year, but 2019, we're going to knock it out of the park or just cancel the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll knock it out of the park. It's a Hail Mary year. We can get all kinds of fucking sports metaphors in there. Get roached. <laughs>